everyone, this is Florence Brummer. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I will be talking this um, week about just what stress can do to you, and particularly about what stress is doing to me. This podcast is for attorneys, business owners, basically anyone that discusses time management, and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I've been a lawyer for 23 years. (laughs) Wow, it's crazy. Okay, first of all, I want to talk about the podcast from two weeks ago. I said I was going to do some movie reviews, and then I finished talking about my time management part of it and never did the movie reviews. I do have an excuse, which is I was hosting a baby shower at my house. I wasn't in charge of the food or anything like that, but it was at my house, and I needed to get downstairs and just thought I had finished up my podcast. Of course, I tried to do a podcast as there's a baby shower downstairs, but I um, didn't really time it well and ended up forgetting about the movie reviews. So I'll do some extra ones this time, hopefully, in case I don't forget. So here's what's been going on for the last couple of weeks. I'm having super terrible issues with my back right now. And I blame it on the last two weeks. So August 14th to the 17th, I was going to go away by myself for a couple of days. I was hoping my husband would go with me, but he has this project going on where he's redoing the floors in the garage, and it's been going on for quite some time. So I figured I'd go away by myself for a few weeks get out of the house, get away from the office, have a change of scenery, have a change of weather, take some walks, um, look out at the water. This is what I planned. So initially I thought I'd be gone Sunday to Wednesday and it seemed too difficult. So then I thought, well, I'm going to be gone Sunday to Tuesday. And I just could never make it happen. The week before I was super busy The emails have been insane. They don't stop. The appointments don't stop. And I was working, there's this marketing program that I belong to. And for most of the year, I've taken a hiatus from it because I um, was, I just had too much of a caseload. And I told the marketing program. I was going to come back on. I felt like I was in a good spot to uh, take on some more cases or at least take on the inquiries. And I take it on and it's a barrage of phone calls and emails and requests for appointments more than it has ever been on this program. So I'm getting like you know, 10 to 20 inquiries a day, which I know maybe doesn't sound like a lot, but all of them take a bunch of time. So if someone calls and says, I'm calling from this program, 
it's probably the beginning of a half an hour phone call of me analyzing the case. I I actually took um, quite a bit of new cases and just a bunch going on. So by the end of the week, I had to call the program and say, I need another few weeks off. I cannot continue to take this amount of caseload and phone calls. I'm going to have to take off until the after the first week of September, and then I'll try it again. I don't want, I didn't want my um, assistant keep saying, why don't you just you know, cancel it. Tell them you can't do it anymore. I've been on this program for over 10 years and I really enjoy the program. I enjoy the people that I meet. I enjoy the people that I work with, but it never was like this before. It used to be, you'd get, you know, a couple calls here and there and, uh, you know, a couple over the month. And that was sufficient. You know, it, um, wasn't overwhelming and now it's become, super overwhelming. Um, so I'm on another break for then and, you know, stay tuned. We'll see what I do with it. And then I had some really long appointments that people either were coming in as a brand new client and had a very complicated case, or it was a client where we got something like discovery requests and we had to have a long meeting to discuss. So sprinkled in I have several two-hour meetings, which in the course of a day is a huge bulk of time. Um, And then I had an in-person trial on the 11th. And my in-person stuff is probably about 10% of the time. And so I had to go downtown. I had to leave at 7.30 in the morning to get there for a 9 a.m. hearing. This is a courthouse when there is no traffic that is 30 minutes from my house. But with morning traffic, and there's also very stupid construction going on around the courthouse. So with that, I gave myself an hour and a half window. And I got there, you know, on my way there when I first took off, I'm like, I'm going to be there an hour early. This isn't bad. But then I hit the bad traffic and I hit the construction and really got there maybe 20 minutes early. So it was nice to just lay out my stuff and be able to use the ladies room, things like that before the beginning of the hearing. So I had that thrown in there too. And then on Saturday, I had a massage uh, right before the baby shower. And I had tons of pain, but the massage seemed to relieve it. And I had a few good days in terms of pain. But then I had to cancel going away. And it was something that was, it was kind of helping me get through all of it. Because I kept thinking, I'm going to be on the beach. And I'm going to drive and I'm going to listen to podcasts. And I'm going to clear my head and it's going to be great. And I just couldn't make it work. I had to cancel it. It just was too much I, I needed the time to be in the office, so I had to let that dream go. So that Monday, though, that I was supposed to be gone, I ended up having lunch with a friend. And we discussed, and he's an attorney, and we just discussed our problems in being busy. He and I have never been busier, we discovered, since COVID. 
along with a lot of other attorneys, frankly. Like if you are someone who is in private practice, you are getting a barrage of inquiries with people trying to do everything. Um, My friend gave me some tips on what he's doing. He's been turning away the smaller stuff because it's just become more of a time suck for him and has not been able to handle the caseload. I talked about how I've been mainly taking a hiatus from my one marketing um, program. We also talked about emails, like how the emails are out of control and how people have been very ununderstanding. So he, I, I would like to think that he and I have very similar work ethics, which is we work really hard. And sometimes you're going to get an email from us at five in the morning or 10 o'clock at night, or you're going to email us and we're going to instantly respond. That happens quite a bit, but it doesn't happen all the time because we're still people with lives and families and bodies that need to be taken care of and all of that. So he and I were both talking about our emails just being out of control. He was saying his partners were saying he was going to have a heart attack based on the amount of work that he was doing and not in a fun, um, funny joke way. Like you're going to have a heart attack, like seriously, dude, like you're going to have a heart attack. And when I got COVID the second time and I was talking to my doctor, he said, you're going to have to slow down. Like your body can't keep doing this. Like you're getting COVID and no one around you is getting COVID. I also was doing a bunch of cycling, um, the cycling classes that I love. Because when I was doing the cycling classes, I can't email, I can't text. Um, All I can do is cycle. So it was giving me this um, mind where, mind free, you know, where I was getting away from it all. So I did a bunch of classes in a row. And then here is where it all culminated into a big cluster. So Wednesday the 17th hit, and this was my second day of doing two three-hour blocks of emails. What was happening was two days in a row, I got up at six, I logged on to my emails that were emails that I had not looked at from maybe four or five the day before. So you're talking about 12, 13 hours of emails, including time periods when people are sleeping. And I log on to the emails and there's two and 300 emails and a lot were substantial. So I just figured both these mornings, I figured I'm just going to power through it because I have to go into the office and I have meetings and I have court hearings and I can't have, you know, 300 emails now and then they all pile up and now I have 500. So I'm going to power through it in the morning. So I went from six to seven, then I took my daughter to school and my husband keeps saying, you know, I can take her to school too. And I said, I know. And when I need you to, I'm going to have you take her to school, but I should be able to take my daughter to school rather than just answering emails. 
and, you know, have 15 minutes with her in the car. So I take her to school. I come back. I answer emails. And then I would shower and go to work and work more. And more emails, by the way. It's not like I'm done with my emails for the day. Then I need to work on my emails that came in through the day. So on Wednesday the 17th, I think I make a huge mistake. I do that second day of the three-hour email purge. And then I said to myself, I just want to take a walk. I want to be in nature. It's been so hot. You can't even sit outside. It's humid. There's mosquitoes. You can't walk. And I just said, I just want to take a walk. I'm going to put a hat on. I'm going to put on shorts. I'm going to put on comfortable shoes. And I'm just going to like expend a little energy. So I take this walk. And while I'm walking, I can feel my back tightening up. And by the time I get back home, and I was stopping and stretching, I'd stop, touch my toes, put my leg up on a a concrete barrier, stretch a little bit, but I just, it gets getting tighter and tighter. And by the time I get home, it's in full spasm mode and pain and sharpness, like sharp pain. So I need to take a shower so I can go to the office. I have a, you know, a bunch of appointments. And while I'm in the shower, it's getting worse. And usually the shower, when I shower, I just feel great because it clears my mind. I'm taking a shower, which I love to do. Love to like wash my hair and just get clean. And it's getting worse and worse. And I get to the office and I had this case that was trying to settle. And it had like small little details. And so I was getting barraged by emails from opposing counsel, the court, my client, and not in a bad way. You know, I'm not saying anyone was doing anything inappropriate, but it was one of those things where it was like all last minute. And my back just keeps getting worse and worse. It's, it's, the pain is amping up. The, the cramps are happening. It's spasming. Like each time the phone rings, spasms. As I'm telling you this, my back is tightening up. So I have the court hearing for the case I'm talking about. We had it settled five minutes before. We just had to call into the judge and tell the judge that. And then I just go home and I climb into bed and I'm there. I end up getting home like at six after I finish like everything I need to do. And I just went to bed and I did not leave the bed for the rest of the night. I ordered Pizza Hut and had my daughter bring the pizza to me. And the next morning I wake up and here's the thing about whatever I have going on. When I don't move at all, it generally feels pretty good. But when I go from laying to sitting or sitting to walking, it acts up. So when I first got up, it felt okay. And in the morning, I iced it some, and I decided I was going to try cryotherapy, you know, where they just make you really, really cold, because the icing really does help me. So I go, and I end up joining a membership, you know, a three-month membership for this place, and I feel pretty good. And I went back to the office. I did a hearing 
and it's starting to feel, you know, a little bit bad. And I'm like, I just need to rest. So I go home early, feeling okay, just like trying to nurse it. And then Friday, I go back to cryotherapy. And then here's where I make a huge mistake. I decided I would cycle to get like blood flow going to the area. So I feel relief from the cold therapy. I cycle. And when I get off the bike, I feel awful. Like I can't even walk. And my husband had dropped me off because he went disc golfing. And he asked me to pick him up a pizza. And I could not pick up the pizza box from the bench that I was sitting on. He had to get out of the car and pick up the pizza bench. Or pick up the pizza box, I mean. And even as I was handing him slices of pizza because he wanted to eat it in the car, like every time I did, my back was tinging. Um, and then I talked to one of my clients called me like in the afternoon. I just went home. One of my clients calls me. How are you doing? I tell him the whole story. He says, I have a masseuse on staff. I'm sending him to your house right now. Um, you cannot be in this type of pain. This is awful. And he sends a masseuse to my house like an hour later. And I kept telling him like, no, no, like, I mean, that's not necessary. It's sweet. Um, I don't expect anyone to jump through any hoops for me. And he had this guy show up and work on me for two hours. And when I got off the bench, it was the best I had felt in a while. And he did uh, reflex therapy on my foot, which I could feel it in my back he worked on my knee, which is always a problem for me. And a lot of massage therapists do not do like the rubbing your knee. I think they're actually afraid they're going to hurt you. Um, but he got into my knee, which is connected to my back, and then did, you know, the whole thing and, and stretched me out. And I felt a bunch better. And I slept pretty good. So the next morning I get up and I wanted to just spend time with family. So um, both of my grandsons were there, my, my daughters. We go to the library first, and then we have a lunch, and I have my parents meet us for lunch, and we just have a nice, relaxing lunch. And I'm feeling good. Like, I'm feeling pretty good. And then we went back to the house where the babies could nap, and I worked on this complaint that I needed to draft for a while, um, and it just had been hanging over my head and I do have time, but I wanted to get it done and out of the way and let the client look at it. And I finally drafted most of it. And my daughter was, my oldest daughter was doing schoolwork while I worked on the complaint and that was sufficiently relaxing. And then we put on the movie while we were doing this, we put on, I know what you did last summer which is a terrible movie, by the way, but a great movie to have on in the background. And I forgot Anne Heche was in it, which is sad because she just passed. And, um, you know, what a tragedy. I think she had a rough life and, um, you know, now she's at peace. So we did that. And then I put on the second movie with the horrible, horrible title of I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. And we just worked. And then the kids got up and my oldest daughter and my youngest daughter took the grandsons and we saw my father-in-law. We brought him some McDonald's. We took the babies to him. 
He got to, you know, spend time with the babies, which he likes. He's having dementia, so, you know, he's not really remembering us. But when he sees the boys, he lights up. And then I went and saw my brother, who had surgery a little over a week ago. And this is the first time I was able to go see him. He has a bed set up downstairs uh, since he lives in a two-story. And he was doing fairly good. And then his kids were there, and his grandson was there, and we all got to visit. And it was nice. We brought them brownies. And then we went home. And I definitely felt that I'm not in a place where I could do a bunch of cooking. So we ordered from Flower Child, which isn't really near my house, but we did an order and picked everything up. I picked it up with my oldest daughter. We just took a drive and talked, which was really nice. And my grandson was in the back and he kind of talked with us too. And he had his blankie and he was just relaxing. And I think listening to us talk and sometimes would join in with his baby battle babble. And it was nice. So we brought back the flower child and it's all veggies. So it just felt good to eat like that. And, you know, when I, when we went out for lunch, we went out for sushi and that was all veggies. And so I felt like I ate well during the day. And then I, uh, we started a movie, but everybody got tired, so we didn't finish it. And I feel like I slept pretty good. And then I woke up and my back starts going crazy again. And I think it was like a thinking about Monday coming up because I'm looking, so I pushed off stuff at the end of the week till Monday. Now I have a million appointments on Monday and thinking about it and getting work done, it I just started having spasms. So I'm trying to relax and actually talking to you guys is making me feel better, like airing it out and just like putting those stressors on the table. I'm definitely feeling that this is due to stress. And I read an article, I read two articles this week that really stuck with me. And one was on toxic productivity. And what that is, is being so busy and so productive that it's toxic to your body, where you start to feel just awful. Like you're your body is telling you things are not going to work anymore because of how quote unquote productive you're being. So the um, article was suggesting, you know, make sure you rest, make sure you spend time with family, make sure you have time for reading, time for exercising. Right now I'm feeling a little angry and frustrated because the exercise is I'm not able to do it at this point and when you have something like when your back goes out you feel like this is the rest of my life which is silly but when you are dealing with something like pain it just feels like well I guess this is it for me nothing will ever be different and then I'll feel better and I'll start to do stuff and it will, it'll amp up, you know, it'll just get terrible again. 
So that was one thing I read. The other was about taking a sabbatical or a hiatus. I don't know if you remember this, but a couple of years back, I actually took sort of a sabbatical. I really have to consider taking a real sabbatical and a real vacation. And during these times, you are not supposed to answer emails or do Zoom calls or bring documents with you or bring a transcript with you. I have not had a vacation that has not included one of those items. Um, I'm trying to think when, maybe the last time. Probably when my daughter was three, she is now 24. That was the last time I had a vacation where I didn't work. I didn't check voicemail. I didn't check email. So it's time. (laughs) So I'm going to see what I can do. So that's been the last couple of weeks. If any of you have any tips on what I can do to help with my back, I would love to hear it. You can message me on Facebook, any of the other social medias. You can email me. Just let me know what you're thinking on how to manage um, because I'm having a tough time. And I'm doing a podcast where I talk about these tips for, for managing these things and I feel like I'm in utter fail mode. So again, would love to hear from you. So that's been kind of my journey for the last two weeks with this back and discuss, and thinking about what I can do about my toxic productivity and if there is a chance on the horizon for me to take some sort of real hiatus or sabbatical. Okay, I have some reviews for you. They piled up because of my um, failure at the last podcast to do the reviews. So the first one is Thor Love and Thunder. I saw this movie in Coronado at the theater that I love. In Coronado, there's one theater. It's called The Village. It has three screens. One is what you'd probably call a medium screen. The other two are like micro screens, like probably um, some people have screens as big as this in their house. And I love this theater. You walk up, there's a, the smallest box office you've ever seen. There's one person working the concession stand. It's just nice. It's nice and homey. And I try to see a movie every time I'm there. And oh, and the other thing is it's been closed for the last two years and it's open again. So that was a big thrill. Like time flies because it felt like I had just been there, but it had been, you know, a solid two years at least since I've been there. This movie was pretty good. I kept hearing reports that it was very silly. I actually could have dealt more with the silliness. Chris Hemsworth, to me, is a great comedian, and I'd like to see more of it. And there was a lot of um, talk about cancer and death. And not that I don't want to hear it, but if they could have amped up a little bit on the silliness, I actually think it would have been more enjoyable. But I did enjoy it. It went fast. I liked it. I laughed a lot. 
A movie that I saw on Peacock recently, which was a new release, which I think was supposed to have a theatrical release and then ultimately didn't, was They, Them. Um, I'm sorry. Them, They. Skip it. It is so schlocky and poorly executed. It could have been really cool. And instead, it was just weird and I think offensive to uh, most people. And I don't mean offensive because it has uh, uh, gay and that um, has LGBTQ um, individuals in it. That part's great. That uh, it it focused on those actors. That was great. But it had them as victims, basically, and um, terrorized and targeted. And then it had, uh, well, this, I guess, is kind of a spoiler alert. Ultimately, it just was, I think it was trying to do something that was noble within a horror movie, and it just didn't do it. And it ended up being blah. It wasn't scary, which to me is the biggest crime of a horror movie. It wasn't really interesting. It had parts where they wanted you to feel something and it didn't work. Um, I also saw on Netflix, you know, I feel like I have been wasting a ton of time with movies that come out on Netflix or Hulu that are just sort of meh. Then another one was Day Shift with Jamie Foxx. And I was so excited about this movie. They were really amping it. It's a vampire. He is a vampire uh, hunter or slayer. And Snoop Dogg is in it. And it looks super fun from the preview. And it has a great opening scene. And it has a couple other interesting scenes. But otherwise, it was very... I don't know, not good. It had um, Dave Franco in it as kind of a sidekick. And so it was supposed to have like this buddy comedy feel between Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco. And the jokes were non-jokes. It just was not funny. And really the only good parts were the vampire kills. They made the vampires super fun. They gave the vampires kind of a tears of what they were, like a cast system almost, and that was fun. And then the all of this, you know, a few good scenes chained together by very blah scenes. So if you really don't have anything to watch, maybe watch it if you have Netflix because it's free, but and Jamie Foxx was of course good. And I also was like, how does he look this young because I think he's in his late 50s at this point, he looks brand new. I saw Easter Sunday at the movies with my niece, who is a quarter Filipino. And Easter Sunday is a comedy about Filipino family. And because I have a niece that's a quarter Filipino, I have known her family obviously, over the years that she and my nephew have been alive. And it was very funny. Like my niece really enjoyed it, saw so much of her family in it. Joe Coy was the star. He is um, a stand-up comedian. He definitely is a, 
a stand-up comedian, like from his acting, kind of reminiscent of Jerry Seinfeld in the Seinfeld show where he was like not the strongest actor out of the ensemble, sort of the same thing with Easter Sunday. And, um, but really cute. They had sort of a crime subplot, which I feel gets thrown into a lot of comedies, which ends up being meh. But, um, you know, in order to give the movie kind of like an arc. But I would have just enjoyed seeing the family. They were very funny. Uh, it was two sisters fighting. That was very much like my niece's um, grandmother and her uh, sister. So just cute, really cute. I'd, I'd highly recommend it. There was um, three Filipino people um who were the only other people in the movie theater with us, we went on a weekday, so it was nice and quiet. And they were so stoked. Like, they were so happy to be there watching this movie, like, so excited to see it. And if there is anything that I know about Filipino people, they have a huge sense of, of national pride and um, really, really take enjoyment in being Filipino and in knowing other people that are from the Philippines and um, if you meet someone who's from the Philippines and, um, you say, you know, do you speak Tagalog? They're very thrilled to know that you know the n name of their native language. Just lovely people, very into food, very into family, very into parties. And so we, ha we had a great time. It felt like kind of like a little bit of a party. I watched the new Beavis and Butthead movie on Paramount. Um, very funny. Before I watched it, I uh, put on one of the new episodes, but I thought I put on the movie. The new episode was actually, I thought, kind of funnier than the movie, but the movie was, was good. And just silly, like that thing that happens in Beavis and Butthead where they probably should die based on the circumstances that are happening, but they skate out because the other people think Either they're some sort of geniuses or that they've solved something. Just super funny. <coughs> okay. On TV shows, here's what I think you need to watch. I've talked about it before, but I don't think I had finished season three the last time that I talked to you, which is the show The Boys on Prime. I'm telling everyone to watch this show. It is, there is there's a warning. There's gore and very um, sexualized, like in a almost kind of gross way. <laughs> um, and the superheroes are, many of them are psychopaths. And season three had the introduction of a superhero named... Um, Soldier Boy, who's very Captain America-ish. And what a fun addition. I loved Soldier Boy. He was hilarious. Like not in a, in he was hilarious in the most inappropriate way possible. And he had me cracking up like crazy and cringing cracking up and cringing. I've been telling everyone to watch this. Once I started watching it and and I, and I liked season 1. Like I really did. And it but it took me some time to get through it. I would put on an episode, 
here and there. I really hadn't like started my, um, couldn't stop watching it. And then the last episode of season one got me going where I couldn't stop. And I finished season two and season three within, I don't know, I guess it wasn't days because there's kind of a lot, but I finished them very quickly. And now there's no more until season four comes. So I may rewatch it again because it was, you know, really good. Okay. That's it. Thank you so much. Thanks for hearing about my back. Talking to you guys has actually made it feel better. I will say that if you are dealing with some sort of work or personal stress, just talking through it can be really helpful at times. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette. Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can also find it on Patreon. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name and under my website, BrummerLaw.com. I will talk back at you in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm.